got special guests today. We're the homies, we're the Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> they call her Coach Shantae or Coach Smith. Hey, welcome to the show. Yo, what's up? Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I'm excited to get into your story uh, okay. and hear more. Okay. I'm okay. excited to be here. You know, uh, two Oklahoma people doing big things. So, yep. Now, what and in what uh, what high school did you go to? Because we played a lot against against each other in, in AAU coming up in, in high school. Wow. Um, so let everybody know, like, what high school you from? Let's just get a little background of you know where you came from. Well, first, I'm originally from Norfolk, Virginia. Okay. So that's where I'm from. Um, went to high school at Tubman City North. Um, people from Oklahoma, don't get confused. This was three. It's PTO and PT West. Yep. Um, PT West, great. Daniel Gant, he went there. Yep. Um, I went to PT North. Um, then from there, ended up going to Oklahoma State. Um, the recruiting process, I mean, we've been in it. Um, pretty much all big 12 schools. Yep. Uh, I think Oklahoma State did a really good job recruiting me since I was a freshman. I committed uh the summer of my junior year um there, my best friend time was going there and i wanted to stay close to my mom it was an easy decision okay. um, so yeah it's a little background about what i'm school at um yeah coach did you um play any other sports along with basketball in high school or growing up? No, all I did was strictly basketball. Like going into my junior year, they wanted me to be the goalie for soccer. And I was like, man, I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> they're like, hey, hand eye coordination, you're tall. And I went out to the away. And then after that, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I just couldn't get into it. But basketball was the only thing I did. I did track in middle school, but I don't I don't like to play like that. So it was just strictly basketball. Yeah, they threw they threw me in track. They threw me in that 400, and I was like, mm -mm, I'm just going to stick with, with volleyball and basketball. No, and then during the offseason, they want us to run with cross country anyway. So I was like, okay, that's enough. But <laughs> I did basketball. I mean, basketball took up, you know, most of our time in high school. Um, and I didn't want to get hurt from any other sport. Mm -hmm. so, uh, that's strictly what I did, stayed in the gym. Yep. Hey, is your AAU uh, program still going? They still playing ball? Yeah, so right now it's uh, they just got we got done fall trout or yeah fall trout. So summer ended, so pretty much like with you know the week and stuff like that. Um, and summer, you know, you travel. I think it's so different with COVID. Um, there wasn't a lot of traveling. Um, right now it's the fall. Uh, we start up the fall practice actually next week. Um, it's called Higher Goals. It's run by Wayne Watts. He played at the University of North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Worked for the Atlanta Hawks, um, and now he's uh, he's a co-founder of Paragold. He's based on DFW. Um, has a lot of kids, boys and girls. Um, but yeah, right now we're going for the fall. Um, I have a elite team, and so it's club select and elite. So I have elite boys team, and then I have a select girls team. Okay. Okay. And so it's it's a good organization. It's it's really big. So um, you can go to www.hardgoals.com and you can learn more about um, what they do. And actually, all the other coaches. We have a coach that played at University of Richmond. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. One of my good friends, Mark Moses, he played at Oklahoma State while I was there. He just left for Italy like a week ago. Um, he coached there. So it's a lot of a lot of good former players and. Um, high school coaches, etc. Um, like I said, Wayne worked for the Atlanta Hawks, so he has a lot of you know background and a lot of things, right? Um, and uh, you know, he's, he's a good businessman. That's good. So he said, higher, higher goals, right? Yeah, higher goals. Higher goals. Awesome, check them out, higherbowls.com. Um, and that's an AAU program in DFW, so more Dallas or Fort Worth. Which side? Fort Worth. So it's like Southlake, Keller, Grapevine. Okay. But I mean, we have kids from all over. It's not just based. Um, but most like the, like I said, we we'll can play anywhere. But with the select, they play out the Grapevine League or Southlake League. Um, yeah. But like I said, we have trials. You know, we want anyone from the DFW area or whatever to come out. You know, we have people from Little Elm or Prosper. Um, you know, Dallas, I mean, Texas is huge. So. Okay. Well, cool. I wanna I wanna get um kind of go back to high school and, and 
ask you, what was your work ethic like? Because uh, a lot of kids, a lot of athletes ask me, you know, how much time did you spend in the gym and what did you do in high school to, you know, get highly recruited and just have opportunity? Um, okay. so tell us tell us what you did with your routine. Um, in high school, even before high school, my best friend, she ran cross country and track. So we would get up and run. I mean, running comes easy to me. I mean, I don't like doing it. But if I'm just running to run, I'll do it, you know, without time doing anything. But my work at in high school, uh, story that not a lot of people know, I was going to quit my freshman year. Um, just because, you know, it was the biggest lesson, I was scared, um, things like that. But after my freshman year, I had a, I had a good thing. It was Valerie Harris. She was, she's a senior and I was a freshman. She helped me out my, a lot my freshman year. Mm -hmm. um, but I think after my freshman year, I really got into a good work ethic. I had a coach, uh, his name was Joe Crawford. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but he had, uh, it was back then, it was called Sports City Hoops, Sports City Hoops. Mm -hmm. And we had the goals that, like, you sit in a chair and the goals are right there. So we start out with skills. And what's, you know, I was naturally already athletic. Um, I was six one at the age of probably, like, 13. Yeah. Um, but really what set me started moving in the gym is the skill work. So I saw how good I could be as far as, you know, back then, we were, I don't know if you remember, but we were trying to get away from the jump stop. I remember going to, you know, hearing Sherry Cole talk about the jump stop and things like that and um, getting into one, two step. So once my my fundamentals and my skills got really, really good, I was always in gym. I was at Lighthouse in Oklahoma City playing ball with the guys all the time. Once I got a phone my sixteen, I was at my grandma's house or the gym right. all the time. Thing is, it wasn't back then. But now you see people that have, you know, former players were trainers, so they're in the gym training. Uh, but back then, I wasn't, I, I would train, but it was pick up with guys. There'd be, you know, four men and their high school guys. That's all I did was play, yeah. play you know, the entire time. It was fun. Well, I mean, you know, how to earn the ball, be tough. Because um, like I was telling you the other day, you know, when a lot of kids that our age, we don't know how to, we don't like contact and things like that. We're playing against guys. Um, that helped a lot. So my work at in high school was, uh, I mean, I was always in the gym. Before games, I'd be shooting around before we got in the bus or before I drove. Um, I just, I just love basketball. It was good enough to do. Anyway, you know, we don't have to, there's no cell phones. So my first cell phone was when I was, what, six, 17, I was a junior. But it yeah. was just, you know, flip phones. So all I did was play ball, play outside. That's all yeah. I did. But it wasn't like, like I said, um, to be totally transparent, it wasn't just doing skills, it was literally playing pickup. But there was yeah. always 20, 20 people in the gym playing pickup, so that's I'll be in gym three hours just playing pickup, yeah. So, more application like you, you would have your practices and your skills, yeah. right? But then more pickup, more games, um, yeah, yeah, against other people. And and there's a, there's a difference for, for me, I feel like playing pickup. Kids today don't know how to play pickup because mm -hmm. there's, so, there's no there's no opportunity created for especially girls just to hey Sundays we gonna open up the gym and all the girls from the city come play pickup uh, now yeah. that I know of I'm trying to I want to be able to start that here in Austin but yeah. there's a difference from playing games and tournaments where it's organized basketball you know your players and you're comfortable with your teammates and then pickup where you should you might be playing with a different set of four girls every game. So you really got to know basketball. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that and really just playing pickup, right? Applying your skills. Yeah. So, like I said, it is hard to find girls nowadays, just girls that want to actually, like, hey, we got 10 girls in the play. It's very, very hard. And like I said, guys, um, it's, it's easy. But when you play against guys, you have to implement your game differently. So there's sometimes you play against guys that try to, you know, relive their high school dreams and don't pass the ball. Or some guys that, um, and a lot of girls get it, they don't play, they just stand off field on defense and they don't play defense because they want to act like, oh, you don't pass me, you know, it's because you're a girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have guys that respect your game and actually tee you up, you know, or you may drive to the basket and they, they block it, they're gonna block the shot. You know, so you have to adjust your hands playing with guys. I think the only thing I hate with playing with guys is like 
okay, well, you're not going to play D. I'm okay, I'm going to But it doesn't help us. You know what I mean? It makes me mad because I'm just like, you don't mean embarrass you. <laughs> but when it when it's, it gets girls, um, I think you can really implement your skills. Um, I mean, girls are very competitive. It, it's very hard, but like I said, it's hard to find five on five girls. I mean, it's really hard to find. And what you do is about because women, you have, you know, you have, you may at our age or even, you know, you have a kid or it's different being a woman. You know, it's just not, you, you're working around di different aspects of your life, you know. Um, but as far as training gets on set of women, um, you can actually work on things. You may feel like, again, like, I'm going to be a little harder because I'm going to get prized, um, et cetera. Um, but I, but like I said, when I played against girls, I really felt like my skill level, I could really see my improvement, whether I was playing against guys or not. I mean, because you're playing against girls, you know, your, your level, your skill set. Um, but like I said, in high school, you know, it was pick up, but I did, I did a ton, ton of skills. Like Bill Crawford, I was always in the gym with him, shooting, doing footwork, working on off, you know, going off my left. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, the most important thing was just just my shot. Um, what I realized, like when I got to college, like you can still improve. Like people don't get to their peak till they're you know late twenties. But of course, when we're younger, we think we know everything. But uh, you do, but you do have to adjust your game to, to playing with men and women. Um, I I like playing against both. It's just it's just different, you know. Yeah, I like it. I like playing against guys, okay? Because of course they're gonna put you in and get you out of your comfort zone. You gotta, you really have to use that pump fake, right? Yeah. Get to probably jump stop so you can take the contact and still try to score. But um, man, I feel like the main thing. I lost my train of thought. What was I gonna say? <laughs> playing against guys. Huh? Yeah, playing against guys. Oh, for me. So, I, you know, we probably play small four. I always kind of call it tiny four because I felt like I was my back against the basket, very small yeah. down there. But with the guys, I had to play like point or two. So yeah. I loved it because I had to handle the ball more and handle pressure and, you know, attack instead of having my, ball, my back to the basket. So that gave me uh, a chance to be defended by somebody really athletic and wanting my skills. Um, and then take that to when I go play against girls and I play in my natural position, I'm kind of that four, um, you know, three, four. I, had, I would get that, that guard work that I needed to, you know, bring it into the small forward position. Right, right. It's funny you say that too, because when I, when I went to college, I played the three in my first two years, and then I played the four in my last two years. But when I was in high school, I was like, man, I'm going to be guard. Like, I don't want to post. But, you know, it's, it's good that we're at the size where we can do both. You know, especially since the game is kind of evolved, you see girls our size that are point guards. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we're we're actually very undersized for our position, but I think that's why we excel so much too, because we we kind of have an old school game. We know how to you know pass someone up and use a yeah. pump and a pivot foot, and then another pump fake. And you know what I mean? You don't. I I watch a lot of women's basketball, but like I said, it's evolving into more of an outside the game driving. But that's just not women's basketball. It's, it's men's basketball too. Um, but like I said, back in the, back in the day, we were we were big for our size. We were, we could have played center if we wanted to. Yeah. Really. So really quick, and then I want to talk. I want to talk about um, a little bit about recruiting and getting into OSU. But mm -hmm. my question for you, for yeah. some of kids out here, is: Did you, you know, as a as a star player and a great player that you were, did you wait to do to work on your game? when you went to see a coach or a trainer did you wait around for that tuesday or thursday that you trained with your you know your trainer or did you go to work before that oh no i was no no i was always always in the gym and i i would i would call like i said my au coach to 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 work out or you know i would go up to the night and the would be locked and i'll be mad like i didn't know you know y'all y'all clothes or i was trapped like two dollars to get in the gym you know, because yeah. two dollars, you know, free shoot around or whatnot. I was there so much they would let me in free because you know I was uh, a usual, not sixteen year old kid. But no, I was I was always in the gym. There was no, there was no waiting around. And my thing is, I hated feeling tired. I hated working out with 
when you work out one on one with your trainer, you're tired. You go through all those drills. There's no, there's no line behind you where you can sit and wait and go wait your turn. <laughs> I gotta get in shape. You know what I mean? I was already in shape, but I, I wanted to, you know, have that second win where you know I felt good. So no, I, I, I never waited that I was a gym rat always. Exactly. Um, and I think that's 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 a key thing is work ethic and doing the work on your own. But you know, you don't have kids. It's like they don't want to go to the gym because they feel like they have to be there for three or four hours, which is untrue. You can go yeah. for an hour. You can go for hour and a half, hour and fifteen, as long as you are there and you're efficient and you're consistent with getting in the yeah. gym daily. That's it. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, even I implement those to well, what you said to, you know, when I go to the gym and work out, I need to be, I could be in there for two hours and be on my phone every, every other set or I can get in and then I've got to done and, and get in what, you know, you could. And I mean, I could, today I worked out for 35 minutes and I got in a good workout, but usually if I just, you know, I have time to be in two hours and do the same thing. So it's just how you, how you use your time, which is very important. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, okay, Coach, take us through you know, recruitment. And um, we know you went, you, you ended up at Oklahoma State University. Cowgirls. Who else were you looking at as far as um, contenders to go play college at? And, and what was it in the school you were looking for? Okay. Um, so we had went to Nationals in Florida my junior year. And so I got a lot of East Coast schools that were looking at me. Florida. Um, I mean, I probably recruited as much as you. Um, yep. Kansas State was recruiting me really hard. Um, oh, you had uh, picked up um, kind of towards the end. Uh, but I knew, like I said, great for Daniel Gantz to play my same position. And that's something that you do have to look into when you're recruiting. Right. Um, because you, as a player and for those young kids, you want to go somewhere you, you want to play, that you know you're going to play. And, I mean, competition is competition. You want to work your butt off. But, I mean, sometimes it's even competition. You know, you never know. You know, uh, but Kansas State was up there. Nebraska was up there. Um, of course, Oklahoma State. Um, Texas Tech. Yeah. Um, and I had, uh, I had a little um, But what, when I went, I really connected with the players. And the coaching staff, like I said, they just did a really, they, they did a really good job. They, I felt like they weren't recruiting me. They were just, you know, work of people. Um, actually, I felt like I was scared about. Um, I appreciate it. Um, they were consistent. Yeah. Um, they were consistent. I got, I got letters and everything from the same people. Um, and Kansas State was up there. Um, Oklahoma State was always ahead of everyone. They always always ahead, and that, and that really paid, it paid, it made me pay attention. And back then, they had a before I went there, they had a horrible record, and I wasn't worried about that. I wanted to actually like, help try to rebuild a program. Um, is I I wanted to go out of state. So from high school, I, I was going to go out of state. Like I was like, I, I want to get out of Oklahoma. I hate Oklahoma. Yada 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 yada. But it just when I went down there, I, I had other official visits. Um, but Oklahoma State was my first one. And what I what they did was I went on unofficial because Stillwater's an hour away from my yeah. And the coach took me down there, spoke to the coaches, um, got a tour, and then on my official visit, I, I mean I, I fell in love. Like I was already um was already there, so that was a big factor. Uh, okay. I, there. She was there. For, she's two years older than me, so she's already there. Um, and then, like I said, my best friend—I mean, she committed. She went there afterwards um, after I committed. But it's just something. Stillwater—it's a college town. It's just humble. It's—I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's great. So the recruiting process—I honestly want the recruiting process over because it's—it's it's draining. It's stressful. You're like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, you know, in school, they were like, hey, call. You know, I didn't have to call back then. Um, but I will have to say the recruiting process is smooth and easy. Like I said, I committed uh, in May of my junior year, and I signed in what, what is it, October of my senior year. I just honestly, I just wanted to be over with. I don't think I rushed my decision at all. Um, yeah. But, um, 
the end of my senior year, because that firing that coach, and that's when we got our P. Persona and Kentucky. The Persona was recruiting me from Fresno State really, really hard. So, um, only keeping two recruits that, um, that coach good enough, I recruited with me and Taylor Hardman, which she played on your AU team, right? Who was it? Taylor Hardman? Yeah. Um, she played. No, she. Older. The older. She might have been on the older group. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. after that, um, it was it was history. I mean, we'll go into I, I guess you know my playing career, but that was the recruiting process. It was really easy. But my advice for players that are getting recruited, mm-hmm. like it's kind of like I just had a gut feeling. Some people, some people just have that. But if you like are like getting recruited, I would suggest take all five of visits. First off, there, you know, they fly your family out. You get to see things you maybe you never get to see before. You know, so I advise you to all five visits, really weigh your options, take your time because it's just not it's just not about basketball, it's not life after basketball. You know, and I wanted to uh, I, I wanted to study, you know, international business, I'll be a physical therapist, but you know, I think kids only think about basketball, like, okay, well, I won't go here because I don't know, the local really cool. No, you you never know, but I think when you're getting recruited, you really need to look into how it can help you through the after basketball. Um, and I mean, that's a, that's a big factor. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree that, you know, if you can, you can take, take all five official visits just because I've heard many stories of uh, people, boys and girls, and women athletes taking their visits mm-hmm. and choosing to go to a school that they kind of never weren't, it was on, you know, in the top five, but they weren't considering. And then something, that they got there and felt the energy, or they yeah. with the girls, or they connected with the coaches, and or whatever it was. Just um, use all of your options, right? Exhaust all of your options. And you have five opportunities yeah. to see. Yeah, I got three. I took. I only took three, but I wish I would have took all of them just to make sure I made the right decision. You know, confirm it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. And when we played, we had. I remember. It was a we have five. I mean, everybody was good when we played. Um, I mean, I agree. I wish I had to take, you know, my other four. But I mean, I, I, I mean, that's my preference. That's what I went with. Um, but like I said, I just you like okay, they, were, they were always a step ahead. Always. Yeah, that always that feels good though. Like that's that's one of those uh, I would say maybe easier and more comfortable. Uh, decisions is like when they make it easy for you and they show you that they care and they really want you to be not only a player but come to our program, come to our school, get an education. Thing. Yeah, and, I, and, and before, like the summer, before I went down there, I would go and play with the girls, um, things like that. So it was just easy for me just to blend in and just feel like at home. Yeah. Um, okay, OSU, so you played there for four years, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. yeah, and then, so how 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 did you grow? We'll talk about growth. Okay. I like to talk about, yep, growth. Um, through your 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 college career. Okay. Well, I went there very. I would say my first year, I was very stubborn. You know, because you come off, you 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 know, you start all your life in high school, and I started all my life in. Well, I started off for years. Uh, but my freshman year, it was a lot of, I had to grow up fast, you know, um, meaning, you know, I got thrown out there with the gloves. I remember, um, Bucky really had high expectations for me. Um, it just, I always seemed like I wasn't doing anything right. But I mean, now that you look back at it, you know, he's doing that for a reason. Um, let me see, my freshman year, we were 0 and 16 in Big 12. So we didn't win any games in Big 12. No games. That's rough. <laughs> Man, and then we were like eight and twenty. I don't know the, the, the season. And I tell you, that was probably the toughest time ever. It's not fun moving. And what is not one second. Okay. <laughs> I think I, I locked the door. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, but like I was saying, it's not going to moving and um it was just tough. I mean it was it was mentally tough. I had to grow up. I remember my first big four game ever I started. It was at Texas AM. Very first big four game at Texas AM. If you know about Texas AM, they they're a very good program. Oh yeah. It was I was like, you know, they're calling out the starters and I'm like I'm sweating. I, I remember I only had four points in that game. It like I was it wasn't I was scared to shoot it, was, you know, I, I had to work very, very fast. Um and we didn't you know, we didn't have any I didn't have I guess, you know, we're still having people down into you know the system. You know, you have girls from Coach Good Enough and then girls from Coach Bucky. It was very it was very different. I had to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. Um so that was pretty much my freshman year. Uh my my sophomore year, uh, we had Andrea Riley. I'm, I know you know about her. Yeah. She came in and changed things around. Um, I was probably about 15, 20 pounds. Um, so I probably started every game, but about, about seven games that year. Um, we ended up going to the NCAA tournament. Bowling Green beat us in the first round. Okay. Uh, but that was pivotal. Into me going into the next season. Because I didn't I had a sophomore slump. I didn't like the way I felt. You know, it was just you know, my freshman year was good. I averaged double double, but my sophomore year was really I as it, for me it was more mental than anything. Mm. Um and then my junior year from the summer from my sophomore to my junior year, um I lost twenty pounds, five pounds, um the shape of my life. I I won every sprint. I remember it was it, I was probably one fifty, just lean muscle. That year we ended up going sweet sixteen. But to go back to my sophomore year, I was a team captain, so it was a lot of, of mental things for me. But I was a, I I knew how to lead. I led by example my sophomore year. Okay. Um, so I ended up being a team captain, led by example, worked hard. Like I said, my work ethic never changed. It was more of you know, I just had that slump, and when you're in that slump, it's all mental. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I just couldn't get out of it. I really couldn't get out of it. I had gained weight. Um, like I said, I didn't like the way I finished my season. It was kind of a turning point for me, you know. We had good, great girls from the end of the season, and I could easily have to get my spot taken. And I could have just settled and some of this for the next few years, but I knew I had to make changes. Um, and so that was it was all me. And once I saw my stop start changing and I could get up one off the ground and I could guard one through five, you know, that was really like fine. I bought into myself. So then my junior year sixteen lost to LSU. Mm. Uh Sylvia Powell, probably the best player I played in, in my college career. I mean her only fan for the whole thing. I mean yeah. She blocked. I was at the free throw line, and she was at the block, and all of a sudden, she blocked my shot. I was like, I didn't know you were like, how you come that fast? You know, her wingspan is crazy. Um, so I, I, I felt like my junior year, um, I was, I was, what, we're 21 or whatnot. I really felt good within myself, and um, I felt good mentally and physically. Um, in my senior year, of course, I led by example, very vocal, um, that year was tough. You know, going to the WNIT, um, we had lost to our starters, but we still had great growth. Um, but it, I mean, like I said, it's just your college is all mental now that I think about it. I mean, all of it is, is mental. They, they they test you. I mean, you coaches they they test you. If you pass the test, you're gonna play. Yeah. I mean, they test you. The only thing, the only way you can feel is. Yourself, they give you all the help, tutoring. I mean, you're you're busy from sun up to sundown. At that, at that age, you can do anything. You can stay up till three o'clock and 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 take a test and a final and, and win a championship the same day. But but my college career, I, I grew a lot. You, saw, you took a picture of how I was my freshman and senior is totally different person, um, mentally and physically. But you, I mean, you're supposed to change. You're supposed to grow. Um, you know, I look to coach like the coach Bucky as a father figure, Coach Sterna, Coach Kenya. They all were different type of 
um, coaches. Um, and that's what you have to have the coaches staff. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. have all, all the same personalities. Um, even the Dobo. Uh, so, so, like I said, my college experience is great from from um, being a student athlete to, you know, and you we get to go places, you know, you know we went to Hawaii, on tournaments out there. It was fun. It was fun. I loved it. Yeah, Hawaii was nice. I think we, we might have went there twice. I don't know. I played five years, so I don't know how I got that. We <laughs> take a big trip every two years or every, yeah. no, every other year. Every other, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like Hawaii or Bahamas, something like yep. that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not enough to make sure they went to Bahamas. Only man. But. We always went to um, the San Diego tournament for Thanksgiving. I think it was. Or okay. Christmas. So, I think we went to a different tournament every year. I, I don't really don't remember anything. But it was exciting. We were ready for those, you know, holiday tournaments because you know yep. we're going somewhere fun. Yeah, um, and then doing the holidays, don't got homework. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, but no, on the Christmas break though, um, those practices they were rough. They were rough because we didn't. Man, I know, I know, y'all is probably the same for y'all. We didn't have our, our men's practice team to go against, so we had to. Go oh, I forgot about that. We had to go against each other, and it got you know it got physical. It got catty, and Coach yep. was, she wasn't calling fouls because she wanted us to stay ready yep. and tight for the Christmas break. So, I mean, the ball was going way out of bounds. And, and she's like, it's not out of bounds. Oh, okay. So, we're going right into the mat trying yeah. to get the ball. Yeah. I mean. You had a. Who was your it coach? Was, it, huh? Who was your coach? Was it Gail? So, so I, yeah. So, I had all of the coaches whenever we switched. So, I had two years with Coach Conrad and then Karen. Wow. Asen. Karen Asen was, uh, she recruited me. and She was there my freshman year. And then okay. she went on to do her, her head coaching. Um. I have Travis Mays. He's the coach of uh, SMU women's basketball yep, yep. right now as well. Uh, and then we had Gail Gessencourt come in, and um, you know the whole ch uh, staff changed, but uh, they were great staff as well. So I had I have many coaches. <laughs> but that's good that she can coach. That's that's hard. Yeah, it's that's it's tough. tough. It's tough. Yeah. That's one of the the adversities that we had to go through as a team or organization. But for me, it was just like. It, for me, it always starts over. I'm always going to be proving why I should be starting five or why I should be playing, period. Um, right. So when a new coach comes in, you just have to you just have to you let your egos go if you have that and understand what they're asking for and go to work. It's, yep. it's nothing different. It's nothing different. And learn that spot, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, so we go – so we, we, we get your background for, for uh, college. Now tell us about – your idea of professional basketball overseas. Did you know we could go to Europe and ball? Were you, were you thinking about WNBA only? Um, how did you transition from OSU to pro? Um, I always wanted to go overseas. Like I always knew there was an option. Mm -hmm. um, what I didn't know how tough it was to remain overseas and remain in a contract and how much work you have you have to do. You, yeah. That's what I didn't know. Um, and that's what I think that what girls and, and men's players about to graduate or high school uh, need to know about. Cause so I ended up getting an agent and she was a, she was an NBA agent um, also, and, uh, you know, the higher end, you know, top five, yeah. you know, whatever. So I got her. Um, I didn't have to, you know, I didn't have to carry the Hater, but I didn't know that you had to, you know, she, she would check up on me and things like that. But pretty much when you're overseas, you're taking care of yourself. You know, you have to follow up with your agent and tell them what you're not getting. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some players, you know, they don't get paid on time. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the toughest thing is how one, of course, being major and family, that's obvious. But just when you're done, some people don't like. I didn't know how to drop, you know, in a certain time. You just have to stay on top of your stay on top of your game. Yeah. Um, get back from the summer. Um, so that's what I didn't know. I always knew overseas was an option, and that's what I wanted to do. Um, well, I had to, I was going to be a VA or go overseas, but my the first option was I need to go overseas while I'm fresh. And I knew like if you didn't go immediately, like you something may happen or 
whatever. If it's just easier when you graduate to go overseas. You know, you never know where you land at. I want to support you know, the world, things like that. But like I said, as far as overseas, it's just staying on top and having the. If you, the main thing is having the right agent. Um, that that's that represents that's you. Tough. Yeah, and some people. Um, but now it's different. There's so many agencies, things like that. Um, it's social media, so you can search for things. You know, back, you know, we played in 2009, so first year overseas was 09, and it's so different. You know, Facebook just came out. I mean, it's, it's, it's the world so different. I think it's easier to get overseas because you do have a lot of people, more agents. Just, you know, you can network. You know, you can you can be your own agent. Um, but I didn't know about that. So I had lost in contact with my agent when I got back, and then I took a a year off, well, not a year off, about four months off, and then I was going to go to Africa to play, but I had to try out with the Tulsa shop. Mm. And so it's either go to Africa for next year, because I was going to be gone for a year, or I have a try out with Tulsa shop. Back then, it was now without a home. Yep. And um, my AU coach had got me to try out because this coach shop had their own the it's a sports CEO Academy, but then they were called Oklahoma Shock underneath the Tulsa Shock. Started proud with, with um, Tulsa Shock. I was with Cheryl Swoops. Did really, really well. Got invited to the training camp. I remember it was me. Were you there? No? At the tryout? I went to a Tulsa Shock tryout. Okay. I don't, know, I don't know if you were there. I think, was Danielle Gant there? I went to one that she was at, too, I think. Um, um, but I know Jasmine Taylor was there. Okay. Um, I forgot. But anyways, anybody cut when I went back overseas to Spain. Um, and I came back. Um, and my mom got sick, and so then I took off. And after that, it was very, very hard to go back overseas because they look at, oh, well, you haven't played in a year or two. Um, you know, people come in, you know, we have kids graduating that are better. Me and you both have been overseas. We know how it is and town is, and me and you could still be playing over there. Yeah. Um, but then I got into coaching. So once I got into coaching, I mean, I was at first, and then um, I ended up going back overseas in 2017 to play playing with Sintes, Mexico, for a tournament, and that's the last time. But I, uh, I was coaching, and that's where my passion was, and I just went head first. And then, like I said, I went back overseas in 2017. I had an opportunity to go over, overseas in 2016 for Sweden, but then my passport was expired, and you know. It's always something, but yeah. Um, but my experience overseas, I mean, it was good. It was a big adjustment. It was scary. Um, I was in Spain. I was left Spain. It's about three hours from Barcelona. Now it was beautiful. I mean, you know, it's just beautiful. But as far as adjusting, um, I joked I to the culture very well. Um, but just you know, the language barrier. And, you know, you know, you play with, you know, they start playing on professional teams, 15, 17, so adjusting that. Um, but other than that, I don't have any complaints. Like I said, the hardest is just, it's, you know, you got to stay on top of it during the summer. Like, you know, if, if the team don't want, you don't want you back or if you already don't know where you're going, then, you know, you, you got to make sure you have a job. Yeah. Even, even too, what my advice is save your money and get a little part-time job during the summer and that could be your little spending money. Um, you know, work out. That's what I would do. Yeah. Um, I wanted to I wanted to touch on something. You said you were it was you it was hard to adjust to the team kind of dynamic because they have girls that aren't playing professional on these teams. Yeah. At 16, 17, 18 years old. And yeah. that's one thing for me, my first year was in Portugal and when I, I was thinking, my whole mind about going pro is I'm going to players that are older, that are better, and I'm going to get yep. better. I'm not going to be the best on the team. Yep. So that was a 180 or 360 uh, mindset shift because when I went over there, I was one of those, the best players, uh, along with my other Americans. Um, mm -hmm. Then we had 16-year-old girls, 17-year-old girls, young girls. Yeah. I'm literally, literally, literally teaching them the game. Yep. So that's, imagine that is, you know, we're, we're 23, 24, 25 years old playing pro, but we're playing with high school girls. Yeah, that was the, yeah, I agree with you. It, it's just so different because you're, 
you're kind of like, wait, like, you know what I mean? You kind of have to swallow your pride um, yeah. and just keep pushing. I mean, but that's why they're, you know, you see Luca, he's been playing professional since he's 16. I mean, it benefits him a lot. But, you know, we go there, we're like, you know, we're getting paid to be a professional, you know, and, and then you're just like, so that was a, I think that was a big adjustment for me too. And we, you know, you are teaching them, you know, or a big adjustment is, you know, I felt like they always call travel on us for some reason. I call it travel. And I'm like, I, I'm not. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just like, you know, if you get sent, you get fine. It's just how your some contracts are. So that was another big adjustment for me. Um, I definitely had about six six travels my first game. Literally, man. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Man, yeah. And then I don't know how your practices were, but we had two days. We we had two games a week, maybe one sometimes. And so the days we didn't have a game, we had two days. I mean, that's overseas. Like that's the European style. It's just it's it's like uh, some some coaches, but most teams are just quantity over quality of practicing. I mean, yeah. you. Two a days down the whole week, and they expect me to play on top level on Saturday. And practices would be, we would have, we have to, we would do like skills and stuff in the morning. The skills and stuff afterwards. Then I have a rest like the evening or the day to just chill. And in the evening, we have conditioning before practice, like 15 minutes in practice, like three hours. And I was like, but I thought, I was like, okay, this is pretty good. This lasted all the way until April when I left. I know, I know. <laughs> and I was like, man, I mean, but some days I would be tired for the game. I'm just like, we, we would have two days before the game. I know, I know. So, it's like, crazy. It's it's a different style out there. I mean, it was more it, of a grind than 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 college. And college is hard. Yeah, so college is hard. Overseas and overseas, you're playing. You're that's your job. You have to perform. You, you know what I mean? It was tough. I, I remember. And then too, you know, some cultures are a lot different. So you got to make sure that you're adjusting to their culture, how you react, or you know, what I mean? they, they make things differently or whatever. So that's another thing that was that was different. And, you know, some people can play in they some people play in different countries every year. You got to adjust every year, every year. And some people are blessed to play the same team for three, four years and go somewhere else. You know. But I mean, it's it's different. I don't want to discourage anyone to do it. It's it's good money. You get the. I I, I would say everyone should do it because you're not going to be able just to explore, explore the world for free. No, that was. I remember when we had a week off when I went to all these different countries. You know, so I think it's a good opportunity and a good. I mean, put on your put to put on your resume too. I think if anybody's on the fence, if you're watching your parent, uh, family member, or an athlete out there, and if you are on the fence or will be on the fence about going overseas, and if you have the opportunity, do it. Right. Do it. Do it. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out of yeah. America. Go to another country. Live life on their budget. Get their plans mm -hmm. and go because if it doesn't work out, that's not the end of the world. Guess what? You get to come home. Yep. That's and I saved so much money because all I, all I had to pay for was food. You know, they fed us really. So if I wanted something different, that's all. That's all I, I paid for. So I, I agree. I think you should do it. There's, and the thing is, get out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. You know, you never know until you try it. I mean, it may be scary. I think it's scary for a lot of people to ask. But you know, you you have American on your team. And then also people on your team will speak English. You know, it may not be the best, but overseas, they have to learn English. You know, over here, we don't have a language we got to learn. So I think that's also, also good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so tell us, tell us uh, so one question. I want to talk about any adversities or tough times you had to deal with through your, your career from high school on up to pro. And that okay. Talk about what you're doing now and just catch everybody up. Okay. Um, so the first like adversity, uh, and how I overcame it. Let me see. So, uh, high school, my, my father passed away when I was younger, like three, and then my stepdad, my stepdad passed away when I was in high school. Our house burned down when I was a junior. Grandma passed away. So there was a lot of adversity I had to go through. 
Yeah. Um, so like I said, I have basketball. You know, you travel a lot. Um, being an athlete really, it really helps you. Um, kind of. I mean, you have your teammates to you know lean on things like that. But I was really young when a lot of stuff happened. To me. Um, but like I said, I remember high school when our house burned down. I mean, um, it's just good to have that that, that getaway. You know, you have practice. You know, exactly. it's, it's good to to just all everything out for chess. Ch 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 you know, your your teammates become like sisters, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I was um, I was actually back from overseas, uh, my two coaches got moved away, so that was a big hit. You know when all that happened, um, but it teaches you. I mean, you you learn later on in life. I mean, that's death is a part of life. Um, bad things happen to good people. Um, it's just how you get through it. Um, so just maybe a stronger woman. I mean, you want to just. I'm not the type of person. Some bad happens just to just you know sit down and not do anything. Yeah. Um, so that happened, but it's just like I said. I it makes you, it makes me work harder. Um. You know, I'm always active. I'm always doing things. That's how I always am. Um, talk to my friends. Like I'm, I'm literally always, always busy. Like, um, like only time I really rest is at the end of the day. Um, what was your other question? So, no, you good. That's great. Um, and then the last question is, <laughs> uh, oh, catch us up on what you're doing. So you're coaching and training. Tell us about second your 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 business. Okay. Okay. Let um, know the details. Okay. Well, the piggyback off that verse, I had uh, started to go back to Spain. Okay. I had a teammate, and this is for anyone. You really have. You can't trust everybody. Mm -hmm. You can't trust everybody. So I had a teammate. Uh, she's uh, twenty-three, and she's thirty, like two. Mm -hmm. Um, black woman. Um, so I looked up to her, you know, she, it was me, her, and a girl from Serbia or something in our, we roomed together in an apartment, mm -hmm. and we had played on the same team for, like, the past five years, so I was like, okay, like, show me the ropes, like, show me the country, blah, 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 blah. but I played her same position, Yeah, you know, and I thought me and her was going to start, like, we were really good, but you never know. Yeah. Um, but... I'm, I'm not speaking bad about her, but he told me, well, don't trust her, don't trust that, don't trust these people. And I, I trust, I believe her. Like, you know, you're naive, you're 22 years old. Like, okay, okay. And I thought all my teammates were just all bad people. So I just kept myself and, and her. And then she ended up quitting in December. And so it was just me and uh, the, my roommate in Serbia. And I did off my teammates literally two days after she left. And they were like, we were wondering why you didn't talk to talk to us and blah, 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 but at the end of the day, I don't know what that was, but yeah. when you go over there, you have to uh, trust yourself and, and venture out and do things on your own. Um, I know that's hard because when you're 22, you want someone that knows the life, and she was on the team for five years, so it was to trust her. But that's the first thing I had to go through because I had to, you know, pretty much almost apologize to these to these my teammates, I mean, I didn't do anything. I was just really conserv like conservative into myself. I was not like that. No, I'm not doing things like that. Um, but so when I'm speaking now, as far as me, um, I have my own business called Second Wind Training. So basically, it's more lean towards training agility. I'm really, really big into agility training. If I could go back in another life, I would love to be a student coaching coach for a college. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I learned a lot from college and watching. Um, I think it's very important to have that aspect, um, with, with, cause you don't see a lot of strength and conditioning training with kids. You see a lot of skill training, which yeah. is very good. Um, but for me, I love the strength and agility, the footwork, um, the speed. I mean, there's so much you can do with it. I mean, um, you can put a lot of things into it. You can still strength and conditioning and be driven the ball. Um, that's what I'm doing. It's called Second Wind Training. Um, I, it's, it's, it's a new company. I just started in, in April. Um, the website right now is being built. Um, you can book. I, uh, you can contact me on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, but that's, that's what I'm doing. Um, 
uh, and I'll put more videos and stuff up on Facebook about my review of Facebook to this page. But but I, I really got into it during quarantine. Um, working out, and people were like, "Hey, let me come work out with you." And I was like, "You know what? I can actually build this into a business." You know, um, I think I was just so set in, in a corporate world with, with LA Fitness. Uh, LA Fitness is with me. I still currently work there, but I really want to focus on myself and market myself and market my brand. Um, so, I mean, I, I've been enjoying it, um, and I mean. You know, sometimes you don't need equipment. You can you can do streaming tradition without equipment. But um, you know, at core the core is very important. Basketball is really amazing. Um, you know, footwork footwork is very very important. You know, um, pivoting, staying low, um, reaction. You know, stop and go. Basketball is top of your reaction. And um, you know, with kids between you know ten and sixteen, you don't we don't see that yet. I mean, you do, but and and certain kids are just, just gifted. But even 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 you can be the most gifted person. But LeBron James, LeBron James, still working out, you know, three hours before the game. Like, mm-hmm. You've got to continue to work, but that, that's that's what I'm doing currently right now. You know what I think? While we don't see we don't see certain uh, athletic ability in Kansas. Two, I mean one. <laughs> I jumped in my head. One, they don't. I don't think they play dodgeball in PE anymore. Yeah, like, dodgeball will get you ready for any sport. I'm saying. Yeah, I mean back in the day, I was I spent in Colasac. Col- we were playing yeah. kickball all yeah. the time. Like hiding, even hiding the feet, like top and go, like <laughs> whatever. I don't know what games they play. They probably play on. I don't know. I don't but, know. But, but that's, yeah. that, that's that competitive too. Like, you know how you get out. Like, we just started the game and then you get out, right? You will, you'll be so mad and ready to get into the other game. The dodgeball will be fun, though. But then it's different, man. You get hit by a ball and maybe calling on a teacher. I don't know. I'm not a teacher. I know it's hard, but <laughs> but it's different. But I mean, I, I'm training some kids tonight. I'll post it. But, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, you know, just, I'm, I like doing stuff because I want to see like growth. You know, some people. Um, I had a kid I was training, and his mom said, "Hey, you, you said that my son was slow." And I said, "No, I didn't say he was slow. I said what you were doing, your your footwork was, was slow. I didn't call him slow. You know what I mean? So it's it's things like that where I like to like improve your footwork. You know." Being mm-hmm. quick, the difference between being quick and fast. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I like I like doing stuff like that. And that's really what's more what what's important because you know if you have you, you can have a special ability athletic athletically and then you have this certain IQ and skill level. Yeah. But not everybody has the athletic ability that you were blessed with, right? Yeah. Or, right. So that you you're gonna have to train your body to to even be able to apply those skills that we can do on the court in the IQ. When it comes to making a, a, a you know getting into a fast break and you gotta make that dribble and that push pass. That's yeah. That's, that's the training that you. That's the footwork. That's the ability yeah. to get one ball and control that pass one hand and not be here. That's basketball. Sometimes you don't have time to take a drink yeah. and get both hands and make it. You got to get that yeah. ball off and pass it. And that's the functional movement. It's it's so important. And then it's like you you got to stay healthy to play. So I really want kids and parents, especially parents, to understand um, they need to train, right? It doesn't have to be excessive, but it's mm-hmm. movement. It's just specific movements. Uh, learning the basic squat, being flexible, being able to sprint and, and control, and then Deceleration and acceleration. The most important part, though, is the being able to stop and change direction, like you said. Yep. Um. Yeah, and the thing is that uh, you don't see a lot of strength and conditioning out there. You, I love people who are doing the training, things like that. I'll do basketball skills training too. Um, but my main thing right now is you don't. Like the stuff I'm doing is the stuff that I did in college. I didn't do it in, you know, middle school and high school. So the stuff I'm teaching is the things that we, we didn't do in college. In college. So I'm trying to get these kids to, to to think because if you can 
a freshman in college, you know? Mm -hmm. And these kids, when I teach them, they're 13, 14, it makes them think. So in practice, you know, because my, you know, boys, that'll be, they be spaced out, but it gives you struggles to make you think. Or you, you need to think, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Because yeah. then, you know, when you get to the pro, the game comes so fast, you, you gotta you think and react before that, because the next person, the defense, you know, they're, they're, they're all right. They're all right. No, you got to count, count off that. Now. So, um, once I get that off the, off the grid, I'll have I have more more things for that. But second one train. Um, just because, like I said earlier, um, I remember uh, I coach like, you got your second win. I was in those spots. Like, what are you talking? I was like, yeah. And they were like, all right, go back in. And I was like, what does that mean? And I was dying. It's just. You know, you gotta get, 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 you gotta. I think a lot of kids stop at the very, at the very, very first thing. Like, they feel tired, uh -huh. they stop where they start. You know, they don't know how to get over that, that hump and keep pushing. Once you do that, like, you, you, like you become great. That, it's kind of like when you run a mile. Like, okay, one mile is good. But when you run two, three miles, that's when you start burning calories. You know, you get over, you you push yourself to be better. Yep. Coach, it's getting, can you, re, let's uh, refresh your browser really quick. I think I'm back up. Yeah. Re, let's refresh our, our browser really quick and see if we can pop you back in really quick. One second, guys. We are fixing the audio. Let's see. Let me see if I can get her back. All right, while she's refreshing her browser, she's gonna jump back in. Again, we are talking with Shantae Smith. She went to Oklahoma State University. She is in the DFW area, more so the Fort Worth area. She has a business called Second Wind Training, and she does basketball training and um, strength and conditioning or uh, agility and speed movement, which is very important if you are trying to remain remain on the court or the field uh, healthy and be able to apply your skills that you guys are learning. Um, we're just gonna wait for a second to see if we can get her in. All right, she'll be back in a second. Uh, if you are watching, yeah, my name is Coach Ernie Williams. Drop a comment. Let us know that uh, you're here, where you're where you're watching from. If you have a question that you want me to answer for parents or, or players out there or want Shantae Smith to, to answer a question, drop a comment really quick before we get out of this live. We'd love to answer your questions. Um, I am a basketball coach here in Austin, Texas, in the greater Austin area, Round Rock, Pflugerville, uh, Georgetown, Leander, Hutto, Cedar Park. Uh, you can follow me on ehoosperformance.com. That's my website if you want to connect with me there, if you're looking for training uh, for your 7th grader through, through 12th grader basketball player. If you guys have injuries, uh, I do newbie electrotherapy that helps find imbalanced muscles. So contact me at 512-666-7289. I'd love to help you guys out. Um, I think we got her back. Let's see if we, have, we have some audio here. Yeah, we're back. All right. All, All right. right. Thanks for staying with us, guys. We, we're, we're almost finished. We're going to ask a couple more questions, and then we are going to get out of here. Yo, that, that background, I feel like I feel like I, I got to up my game. Yeah. Amazon, type in top screen. You probably get one that says, you know, long horn. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's where it's at. All right, so we just got done talking about second wind training, Coach. That's that's her uh, her business here for basketball training and uh, strength and conditioning and agility and speed training. I was just talking about that uh, while you were off trying to get your browser uh, corrected. So if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, more so in the Fort Worth area, look her up. Here is her, her Facebook. Contact her there. I'll also, I will also pop on her, her Instagram. 
um, right here, Tay32 Smith. Contact her, ask her questions, y'all. The, the number one thing I, I do this is, is for parents and for players, for other coaches even, to ask us questions about our, our success stories or our um, experiences so that we can give that back to these kids out here that are uh, competing for scholarships or wanting to increase their skill or wanting to boost their confidence. You know, what she said earlier was spot on that this game is mental. We understand the mental, and if we can help you on a mental level and a confidence level, we would love to do that. So send your questions in. If you have any comments here, ask us a question before we get out of here. But, um, Coach, I want I want to commend you for starting your business because I think that's just the smartest thing to do, especially in this time, in this right. climate where um, – you might be people are, are losing their jobs, unfortunately. And if that's your only uh, stream income stream, you know, then you kind of put in a tight spot. So I think you're doing the right thing, doing you're still working at Lifetime, which is awesome and you love it. And then, LA, sorry, <laughs> all right, don't, I know, don't get, don't get fired. It's okay, it's okay. LA Fitness, my bad. Okay. LA, LA. I, don't, I, don't, I don't need them mad at me, so <laughs> I know, I got you. LA Fitness, um. But also doing your own thing, that's great. Good job. Good job. Good job. Because it's hard, uh, especially for retired athletes, to get into a career and then yeah. you know, keep making the same money that we've been making and working our butts off for. So I commend you yeah. for that. I did the same thing. I left my I left Dell, my company, um, uh, mid-June. And I've been doing basketball on the side, but I'm going full-time. I love this. This is what I do all day, and I'm super happy. So Good. Do what makes you guys happy out there, okay? For real. Uh, Coach Shante, one last thing. You, do you want to leave any words of advice for our our youth out here, high school, even our college players um, on the mental side? What can they um, do to um, have more fun and then get their goals? If their goal is a scholarship, is their goal, if their goal is just to play at a high level in high school, what, what should they be focusing on? Um... First thing is making sure that you're making yourself happy and you're not making a decision based off what your parents want, based off having a boyfriend at a time or yeah. whatever. You know, here this is your life. So don't go all the decisions that you're making, if this is for the high school athletes that are looking for a college, you know, like I said, it should be based off what you want to do after basketball, softball, whatever. Everything should be focused based on what you need to do to make yourself happy. Because two years from now, you're going to have the same I think it's the same philosophy. Do what makes you happy. Um, yeah, I agree. As far as the mental aspect, um, it's so important that you are mentally healthy. You know, if if you're not, you know, seek. I don't think there's enough mental advocates out there. I know some colleges do have, um, like, athletic um, counselors now. We didn't have that, uh, but take advantage of having a counselor at your high school or middle school yes. or even for college. I think mental health is the most important thing that you need to focus on. Um, outside of that, or outside of sports, um, being mentally healthy. It's very, very important. Um, and like I said, also just be happy. And then three, um, November's coming up. Everyone needs to go vote, 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 vote. Um, you know, it's a very important time in the world uh, with everything going on. With, um, I mean, everyone's important. Everyone's voice is important. Like I said, I think it's very important to go vote, uh, especially with us at our age. Um, I think it's never been so critical and so important to just make sure that you do your part in this world and be an active citizen and, and go vote and, and be safe and be healthy and and right now it's a crazy time in the world but at the end of the day what I say make yourself happy happy um, and be mentally happy too. Yes, happiness and, and mental health I, I think is number one. Just yeah. like we we both make decisions to do whatever with our businesses. I, I quit my job because honestly I was unhappy and so now yeah. I'm super happy when it comes to Monday. Monday feels like a Saturday for me. I'm super like energized and ready to go, you know? 
when I was working, I was like, oh, Mondays. And like, yay, Friday, but yep. I'm yay, Tuesday, yay, Wednesday. And I just love that feeling. So if I can give advice, I would agree with Coach saying, do what makes you happy um, and, and just chase your dreams. Get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Don't, don't listen to the negativity that may be around you. Don't listen to the haters and the naysayers. Have yeah. your on your on your goal. Focus on it and just go after it. Go after it. You're going to make yourself feel so good. Um, Coach, man, stay on. Don't log off. I want to holler at you after this. But right now we are out. Everybody, this is Coach Shantae Smith. Look her up one more time. Thank you. The, the, the IG, hit her up. Ask some questions now. Get some help if you need it. Coach, thank you for having, for being on the show, man. <laughs> thank you for having me, man. And shout out to what you're doing. I think this is really good. I mean, because you're, you're not just promoting yourself. You're promoting, you know, me and others. And I think that's very, very, very cool. Networking is also to young people. Networking, networking, networking. You know, young people Absolutely. I think it's important to make our own platform where we talk more about our sports and our businesses and, um, yeah. you know, just sharing the, sharing the wealth and, uh, you know, having a, a non-scarcity mindset and abundance mindset. So I love you. I appreciate your time. And yeah. everybody out there watching, thanks for tuning in. Keep tuning in. I'm going to have more guests and we're going to keep getting some inside stories on some wonderful athletes that have, um, built themselves up, built their businesses, and just had wonderful success stories. All right. So tune in. I'm Coach E, and I'm out. Bye, y'all.